0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Active Recall. This is Walter with... Francis. And... Jason. And this is episode 15. First and foremost... Oh, oh, God, sorry. 16. 16. See, I can't can't remember all this stuff. So first, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, If you guys haven't already... And if you guys do like listening to us, please subscribe to us. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, go for it, man. If you want to put five stars, maybe one star, please don't. And if you are uh, wanting to send an email or ask a question, you could send it to Active Recall podcast at gmail.com. Enough of that, though. Sess. what up, dude? How you been, man?
1: Pretty good. I've uh, been doing the kettlebell exercises. Um Went to Dave Chappelle show last night, so
0: pretty good. Oh, that's so sick, Oh man! So kettlebell, you you're at what is it? Just swinging the whole time? Simple or?
1: and sinister. So it's uh, swings and Turkish getups.
0: Turkish getups. That yeah. sounds insane,
1: I dude. Think, I think I'm. I need to like take a class or something because it's like well, i think form is very important on these swings <laughs> i don't want to rip my back out
0: yeah yeah dude um the turkish get-ups where you're actually getting up out of off the floor like lying down kind of is that the i'm trying to remember yeah your, that's how, it that's the you one with, that, like,
1: with the one kettlebell foot, yeah yeah and you stare yeah. at it or like you uh, practice with your shoe
0: yeah stare at it <laughs> um, that's crazy how have you been dude i'm doing i'm it's, I'm doing well, man. Great. Uh, just been busy again. You know what? I I get so mad for not um, posting a, a blog um, just because I've I got done with a wedding. I'm working on a wedding video. Uh, I actually this week I'm I full on put my head down on color grading, and that's probably the biggest the biggest practice thing that I've been doing. Like full on deep work and it's insane. Now that I got the hang, like the um, process of it, I am totally understanding why it's so important for videos. But what's um,
1: color grading.
0: So yeah, color grading is where you fix or change the mood of a video in hopes of uh, keeping the color con like the color uh, natural, or you want it to have a expose like to fix the exposure, saturation, the, any any color that you want on the video, you could do that. Like for example, if someone's skin is too too orange, like Oompa Loompa, you could change that. Or if there's too much lighting that's going on, the the light gives out a, a yellow tinge. You could change that. All with just white balance, color matching, the mood. You could do anything, and it's it's actually very beneficial. I I can't wait to keep working on it. Um, but yeah, dude, Jay. How have you been, dude? <laughs>
2: uh, I've been okay. Uh, this weekend, I work. Um, so that means I have a couple days off during the, the week, weekday, which also means that I have a long list of uh, honeydews to accomplish on my 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 days off during <laughs> the week. So, uh, Honey- so as a honeydew list, as in my wife will make a list of things that she wants me to do simple things oh. like it can be, it can be as simple as uh, laundry cleaning the kitchen and as complicated as me coming home and then there's <laughs> a pile of art artwork that she wants me to uh, put on the wall
0: <laughs> oh okay so have you done any of those things yet
2: yeah so um uh we I've I spent one evening putting up artwork, uh, two picture frames, a shelf. Uh, and most of that time was just spent measuring to make sure it's like not crooked.
0: Oh, that's good. Just, you have a balance yeah. <laughs> with no. the, the no, it's, green it's bubble.
2: Cause our ceilings are like 15, 15 feet high. And really? we don't have a ladder. So like I'm doing that, that thing where Dude, you like, you step, you, you step on a couch and then you're like doing good. the balancing act to make sure you don't fall down. <laughs> So and then I'm I'm doing the what's the, the the red line you know what is that called to make sure everything's level? balanced the level so I'm holding the level like five feet one way and then I'm trying to make a mark five feet the other way the the, the length of my arm span all while holding uh like standing on a couch so
0: <laughs> those are pretty good that's, it, that's so sketchy man that's like home improvement with Tim Allen <laughs> yeah. All right, so SAS, what are we talking about today, man? Today,
1: we're talking about the book Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. It's Excellent. about I want to say it's storytelling, but that's not quite it. It's um just about like how to spread an idea or share an idea so that people retain the information or want to share it.
0: Cool. All right. All right. Sweet. So how are we going to break this down then?
1: I think we could do it this way. We'll just talk. We're not trying to be comprehensive. We're just trying to cover like some things that uh, stuck out to us. So I guess like book set, I I read it. Um, Have you guys read some outlines of it? You guys read? Okay, that's where we're at. Um, (laughs) So we're doing better than like we were with Shoe Dog probably. <laughs> we'll see all right um okay so the first one is just like the power of story and how it can change people's behavior and one of the early things in the book is urban legends mm. why are urban legends sticky so i thought i, I forget which one it is in the bu- oh, so in the book it's that one about kids and halloween candy Like, be careful because people put needles in the Halloween candy and (laughs) that idea kind of spread, even though it turned out uh, it wasn't actually true. Or, I mean, I I bet people did it afterwards, like, in the last 30 years or something. But when that story originated, there were no recorded incidents of it actually happening. So, someone just hates Halloween, probably.
0: (laughs) I think it's just to psych kids out, right? Yeah. But um, I think... Like, uh, do you guys remember any, like, scary urban legends for yourself?
1: <laughs> I think a lot of them. I mean, just, like, the one about not flashing people on the highway.
0: Yeah, I remember that one. Wait, what, what is that one? What's that about one? If you see a
1: car driving around and their headlights are off, you know, you could flash your lights to t- let them know so that they'll turn it on. Mm-hmm. But the legend is that it's, like, gang members trying to get initiated, so... They'll yeah. they'll come chase you and run you off the road. It's scary.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's that's the reason why um, those are sticky. Yeah. Like, so it's just so you could it's it's almost um, it's like uh, that that it's like a saying like break your mother's back with uh, like avoiding cracks on the floor. Yeah, that's kind of like that, right? Urban legend kind of deal.
1: Yeah. So that there you know when you're a kid. <laughs> some of these ideas are like sticky because we're, you just don't know anything when you're a kid and you just yeah. believe, you believe everything. And it's like some ideas will, I mean, that's part of growing up and that's question number one. I guess, yeah. Like, Let's go. Like, I just want to ask you guys like, um, what's something that you learned as a kid that you know, isn't true now, but you kind of still believe not, not believe it, but, you don't change your behavior, even though you know it's kind of false.
0: Ooh, good one. I'll start. Go for it. Um,
2: so I was told as a child that ketchup is blood <laughs> at a very young age.
0: What? <laughs> uh,
2: so I, I, I hate blood. It's just the sight and just seeing it, talking about blood just makes me queasy. So... And my older sister, for for whatever reason, she told me ketchup is blood. So anytime I saw it, I, was, or I just I I avoid it to this day. Maybe because it's the fear of being nauseated or or whatnot. Uh, but yes, today, like even though I enjoy the flavor of ketchup, I don't prefer it because I've I've grown up. Twenty-five years of my life not eating ketchup.
0: Crazy. What about you, Seth?
1: I don't like ketchup also, and I think it's probably for the same reason. Partially, I, I I don't like the taste that much anymore or ever. But yeah, I do remember. And do you remember when you were a kid? Would your parents threaten? to call the cops on you <laughs> and, like, was, oh. and they would take you away things like that yeah um, oh my yeah. god i
0: remember that that's <laughs> our um, parents are cold-blooded I, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so i'm trying to think of uh yeah i can't i, I, I i'm can't, thinking about like what uh, yeah it's... i remember it as a kid that like changed i remember my dad explained how saturated fat works He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like looking at a piece of fat from a steak, and then he said, "Oh yeah, yeah this will just, this never leaves your body." And I think in a way it was t- true, but <laughs> looking back and like whatever he explained, he said like, "Oh yeah, it goes and then it goes into like, instead of your stomach, it goes to your blood and then creates hard." Parts in your veins, and I, I think it's like partially right. <laughs> I think but, he might be onto <laughs> <or> something. <yeah. laughs> but you know, now there's uh, like saturated fat is not as horrible as people thought.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think the only thing that my, I remember my parents telling me, but I don't think they really cared about it because it wasn't as intense. But they said that if I watched too much TV that my brain will will rot. And I still get like this awkward feeling that, um, if I watch way too much, but I don't because I binge, I binge watch episodes. But, um, the only thing I get worried about is that like my eyes burning, (laughs) (laughs) but that's, that's just because I'm watching too much TV. But, um, uh, yeah, dude, that's that's the only thing I can think of right now. Like, don't sit All too right.
2: close. Right? All right, so to flip the question, so we, we've mostly had uh, stories that change our behavior because of fear. Uh, are there stories from when, when you were younger that changed our behavior in a positive way?
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's a thing about... I don't know if this... I guess it didn't work where, like, if you jump... During the new year <laughs> with like money in your pocket, then you'll be rich.
0: Do you still do that, dude? No. I <laughs> oh, dude, I used to do that every year, man. I hated it.
2: <laughs> what what's the what's the story with the train? He says, I think I can, I think I can. Like Thomas the tank engine? Yeah, is that like that's yeah, I remember, like, as a young child after, like, that story, maybe I watched, watched it and I was like, oh, if the train can do it, I can too. And, like, I think the application was, like, uh, I, I was – I still had training wheels and I wanted to be on two wheels.
0: <laughs> so I was like, I can do it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that one. Um, now nah, I can't really think of anything posi- – like, something that will change. Let's see. Positive, positive. Man, I can't really think of anything that's – everything in my childhood yeah, yeah, was yeah. negative. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I wonder if, if you
1: trace it back. So yeah. um, something I read in – it's called Eating the Dinosaur. It's by Chuck Klosterman. It has not, there's no dinosaur chapter, I think. But oh. he he talks – it just reminded me about the TV thing. He says that when he was growing up, you know laugh tracks on t- like different comedy shows?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah, less, 100%. you know –
1: no, 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 no! Like, um, Full House, a- any of those old sitcoms—they have oh, like,
0: the people laughing in the audience, yeah, right.
1: And if you think about it, you realize these were recorded in the st- <laughs> like the laugh tracks are very old, so it's all dead people. Uh, oh my god, it's <laughs> like creepy now. <laughs> yeah. But he says that when he was growing up, he would he he didn't realize like what a laugh track was because you're you're a kid, so he thought. I mean, in a lot of cases, like I I thought it's a studio audience and sometimes it was, but he said he thought it was all the TVs networked. And if you laughed into the speaker, then it was like, <laughs> so you're hearing everyone else that's watching. So he would sit right in front of the speaker and then laugh as loud as possible. <laughs> that.
0: That's so funny, man. Oh, uh, these are, like, stories of, of what you assumed would be happening to you. Um,
1: yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I guess there's, like, certain stories we're told to... I, I mean, like, Aesop's Fables. Okay, that's,
0: okay. I,
1: I guess that's so that's different from, like, an urban legend. Because, yeah. you know, when we're told some of the, like, tortoise, tortoise and the hare, we know yeah. that's not a true not. thing, but urban <laughs> legends are the ones that are, like, oh, yeah, this is true, this is why you don't do it. Um
0: Let's see. I'm trying to. Yeah. Um. I was just thinking, like that the book. What was the dinosaur one again? What was that called? Eating the dinosaur. Eating the dinosaur. So uh, I'm just gonna sidetrack again. But I, I, as a kid, when I turned off the TV, man, I used to watch TV so much. Um, when I was a kid, when I turned off the TV, I thought everything would be on pause. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, oh that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way picking it back up. Yeah, I turn on the TV. It's back. (laughs) It's still like, oh, okay. First play. Okay. Anyways, what's the uh, what's the next thing?
1: (laughs) Hold on. This reminds me of those (laughs) when we first got the internet and chain emails.
0: Oh yeah. It's like (laughs) I remember uh, Jason
1: and I tried to write our own (laughs) and send it out. Um, shame, man. it's kind of like a form of urban legend that I, I don't even know if that's like urban legend but people were forwarding them because they believed or they were like fearful I, I guess it's also like oh what's the harm yeah you know, I just have to send this and then I won't horrible Uh-oh. things won't happen to me
2: I was like most of them was like bad luck for seven years and I was like what
0: 15 like what's No, you know it's (laughs) funny. My mom used to do the the one with the million dollars. (laughs) Oh, for sure. If you send it to like eight people, you have a chance of winning (laughs) a (laughs) million dollars. Stupid. Cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. So next up, so that was Urban Legends. I had this thing here authorities and anti-authorities. I don't think we'll skip that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um we'll we'll talk about novices and experts kind of tying into this ongoing theme of practice and learning.
0: Oh yeah. So, Love it. Let's go. Uh
1: just quickly so the book talks about schemas and that was the I, I I think I mentioned in the last episode uh using mental models to learn things. So you want to we talked about the different models of learning. So, with schemas, these are just the different things you can use to, I think it's like abstracting different things so that you can describe it and understand it better. So, it talks about novices think about tactics and as you get better at things, you start thinking about strategy. So, you like move from tactic to strategy and... Okay. So, I guess like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Applying this to videos. Uh, what's the difference between I guess like a novice videographer and an expert videographer?
0: Good good question. Um I'm just going to revert back to when I first started and I I think it was just because of what I thought was good. So, um as a guy just recording novice just normally he didn't have like it's like gear you don't have all the great gear and all that you just like have a tripod and a camera or maybe the quality of the camera or whatever but it's just not it's not as emotional as you could take it so if you were to videotape someone on a tripod and just put it still and just watching him it's not much like there's not a lot of emotion going towards it or you're not you're not, um, giving it like any thought. It's just recording. Um, when I first started, it was just that it was just where I wasn't really putting in any thought process. It was Just record this guy. Don't lose anything. Just hope for the best. But, um, as I was progressing versus an expert now, I guess I'm not that I, I really don't call, consider myself an expert, sure. but assuming that I, um, learned through this process, I have more, you know, there's a lot more angles, there's a lot more close-ups, backups, the landscape. I, I have to take all that into consideration with the music, um, contracts, templates, there's all that stuff. Everything is going into what I know now.
1: And you know, like, the bigger picture. Yeah,
0: now. the bigger the bigger picture, yeah, exactly.
1: So when you, yeah, if you, if you gave someone a camera and then had them shoot, like, a wedding, yeah. they wouldn't and they hadn't uh, yes. seen that, they, they wouldn't know to get the Exactly,
0: difference. exactly. So if I was to tell so, let, let's say I hired a, a, like a second shooter, and they didn't know what to do. For example, I'd just be like, you're on the tripod. get to, All I want is for you to get these people's reactions, maybe the bride's reaction, or maybe the dad's reaction for the bride, or giving away, I need these as much as you can. If you could zoom in, go ahead, go for it. If you can't get as much as you can, um also try to pan or i would I would say go from right to left or left to right to the audience, try to get them, so I would kind of um break it down and assist them for that yeah nice. what about let's see if I was to send it back to Jason for let's say yeah your your job now, let's see as a computer. Uh, security from the very beginning uh, versus a expert.
2: uh, Actually. So I was just going to bring it uh, something more simple, uh, (laughs) children, uh, my my wife, uh, she's a second grade teacher. And she talks about, uh, schema a lot, developing schema for children, how that's important. Um, and, you know, later when we have children, she's like, yeah, I want to give a lot of schema to our our, 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 our children. I'm like, what, what, what is that exactly? And she, she basically explains it as uh, experiences, exploring and understanding, like, different experiences, uh, which help children, like, it provokes thought. experiences and it enables them to like take risks because they they've experienced something different before i guess i guess that's like generally what i'm I'm so it's important to like just try different things that's basically what i'm saying so you're not taking a risk maybe or trying something different uh but the outcome is you you learn it's like the cause and effect you learn you try something new and you you learn something out of it so uh that's the way i've i've i'm Approaching schema okay. so I, you, can, you Oh
1: sorry uh, go Just ahead. to explain like schema In the book And how it applies to learning Is um, So if you want to teach something And it's pretty clear like As a kid and then we kind of like don't Try to learn new things as we're adults As often but when you're a kid um, You're trying to learn If you want to learn something or if you want to teach something You explain it with things They already know And then you leave a gap of the new thing, and that gap can't be Mm -hmm. too big. Like, you you can teach. I'm trying to think of like something to. So (laughs) I'll just use the example in the book. Like, do you guys know what a pomelo is? What is that? Yes, Jason. Do you know know the code as well?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, it's like a. Is it a fruit? No. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so one way I could describe it, and this is the this is from the book. So a a pomelo is a large citrus fruit with a thick rind and light yellow or pink flesh, and it can be dry to spicy, sweet, and tangy and tart. That's (laughs) one, right? So that's like that's pretty good description. Pretty uh,
0: descriptive, yeah.
1: But here, here's what they say about, like, if you use a schema... So, that's using just, like, the schema there's, like, the general citrus fruit, right? But if I just said, instead, it's a super-sized grapefruit with a thicker <laughs> rind, then that gives, like, a bigger, or a better description.
0: Dude,
1: It's easier yeah. to picture, like, more quickly, because you start with, um... And that, that makes the assumption that you know what a grapefruit oh. is. Oh. So, so you work with these schemas. And I guess like with videography, it's it's a thing of some earlier episode. you would describe a shot and then we would relate it to something else. Like you oh, talked about yeah, the yeah, where
0: you were talking about the fighters, and me and you putting back to back. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so our schema is always <laughs> like, Action it's scene. the knowledge that we have that we can base try to learn like new knowledge on. Because if you read a description of how to do the orbit shot, it would be if you just read the words and it was just like saying exactly what steps to take. Versus if you say like, "Oh no, picture like this scene," and you
0: got it.
1: <laughs> so how can we apply this to podcasting? What's our schema for podcast? I guess uh so I'll just continue. Um a lot of the guides that we read yeah. about podcasting are how to create a podcast alone and are very focused yeah. on like oh, interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either that or other people's schemas so so a lot of people's schemas for podcasts are like interview shows. And then the other one is these narratives of like the NPR style ones, which are very difficult to do and like take a lot of work. So we can improve this if we look at other three person podcasts and try to learn from them and see what we're doing with ours and what okay, they do so, better with
0: theirs. Um, I do know um a podcast with three people. It's called uh, Fizzle.co and it's these guys, it's entrepreneurs talking about how to, it's like tips and tricks on how to start your own business or work around your business, all that stuff. And the way they do it is, um, well, one's in Chicago, the other two are in, in uh, LA and they break down all the tips and tricks. Now what they do is actually pretty similar to what we're doing is that we, they showcase a problem and then they have tips and tricks for each person. And then they kind of meld their answers together by similar um, situations with theirs. It's really clever. And I was like, this is, this is like what we're doing. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Nice. Yeah, It's okay. okay.
0: And like, uh, for example, what, the reason why I listen to them is because of entrepreneurship. They have a topic, like the main topic is helping uh, indie entrepreneurs become better on what they're doing, whatever it could be. And one of the things that they would do is they would always get questions from from the community they built up, and also the stuff that they've done over the years. So, they, I think all three of them started business, at least three or four businesses, and they all, they all crashed and burned. I think, I think, but they all came together and they built up this podcast. It's really, it's really, uh, it's fun to listen to because they do <laughs> voice acting. It's really ridiculous, but um, but yeah. Mm-hmm yeah I'll
1: have to check that out I think so that just makes me think so they have a structure and it's a lot of made to stick is about storytelling so you introduce this problem it yeah it's like a
0: complete challenge yeah. through
1: the episode that they yeah that the <laughs> listeners were like oh yeah. how do we um, solve this thing?
0: like for example one of the things they were talking about was uh, an email list and how to get people to uh, join your email emailing and it's It's a lot of asking, which kind of sucks. So you kind of imply, like, for example, one of the things that the lady from Chicago was saying is that your website should have the first thing that you should have is have a pop up saying, oh, join our email newsletter or or it's always that call to action in the very beginning, middle and end. So you always do that or like sponsorships or whatever you do, as long as you say, hey. If you get a discount, if you join our email list, you get a discount on this sponsorship blah, 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 blah like that. So these are all like pretty clever answers to the challenges.
1: Yeah. All right. It's always, uh, audible. Get, you could get this book for, fr- you could get made to stick for free at audible.com slash blah, blah, blah. And it's,
0: uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> just a normal free trial offer.
0: But, uh <laughs> oh, I love audible anyways um that's the one of the things that i actually uh was reading at the very last part of this uh, the summary It's the stories, which is the uh challenge connection and creativity plots like i i actually am very curious about um it's how people connect stuff uh let's see. Like, in this summary, it was talking about the connection plot, which is a story about people who develop a relationship that bridges a gap. Uh, Racial class, ethnic, religious demographic, or otherwise. Uh, Mean Joe Green commercial in the 1970s, where he makes friends with a scrawny young white kid. (laughs) So, I'm trying to figure out what's one uh, connection that we do, that we could do, uh, that we could connect from our podcast with us. Okay. So like, um,
1: sorry, what do you mean by that?
0: What do we bring to the table to make this podcast work?
2: As far as, well, I think, be- I think the, the, to answer that question, I think we have to f- figure out who our demographics are, uh, and how we can make that connection. Uh, I think most of our demographics are professionals trying to figure out how they can improve their professional life, which is why we bring up these, uh, different books and podcasts, self-improvement. So, um, how do we bridge that gap by giving them answers to to fulfill their professional needs? That's how, uh, that's how, that's how we make that connection.
0: I want to say though, uh, I feel like our demographics is like just our friends, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, it literally is. So, yeah. if, <laughs> if we could connect with those guys, not, not with just our friends, but if we could say, um, of like, how am going to do this. If they, if we could connect with an audience that, that they don't know about us yet, like some way we could just, make them relate to us in a way that we just talk about our stories. Like, you know, we're, we're in our thirties right now and we're talking about stuff back when we were kids and hopefully they, those guys could relate to what we're talking about. Or also maybe the struggles that we are going through about our jobs or whatever profession that we're doing that they will be like, Oh, that could, if we could help them understand what we're coming from and then maybe help out like what we're doing, maybe they could get help from us. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking.
1: I was listening to the showrunner podcast, which is good. So they say there's three things you can do with your show. You can educate, you can entertain, <laughs> or you can inspire, but you can't, you have to focus on one. So the examples there uh, education is that like their show. It's very much like in the weed Like this is how you improve your show. This is how you get listeners. Uh, entertainment is, I guess, like most other. I, I don't know about like most other podcasts, but like that's why I listen to a lot of like the Ringer podcasts. Is entertainment. I want to hear about. I want to learn a little bit, but like it's like I listen because I want entertainment, and then inspiration is a lot. There's like kind of a blurry line there with some.
0: Podcast where it's like you're it,
1: it's kind of education but it's more to inspire you yeah. to get motivated um, and with things
0: inspiration like that. one I, I do listen to a lot of those podcasts and i have one it's it's called a CEO, and it's the andrew Frizzella podcast it's it's an entrepreneur that worked for about tw- i think he he didn't really um he worked so hard he had like 14 to 16 hour days where he just stayed working like making money and then building up his own business, slowly building up. But the way he, he inspires you is through negativity. He's like, <laughs> he's talking crap about people that are, that think they are entrepreneurs, but really not. But then he motivates you by saying mean stuff. Like, hard work is the way to go. <laughs> Nothing else. You're an idiot if you think there's shortcuts. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's mean, but it works. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I've, I've been thinking about this a lot like in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. It's just like hard work versus luck. What, you luck. think there's luck? What? I think it is more – I'm trying to like look up a better saying for this. If you think it's all hard work or you think it's all luck, <laughs> you're right. Or you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. No. It's it's always almost – it. it it's always like closer to the middle and it's all perspective about like it's that parable of like we'll see have you heard that where um, it's like a farmer and then <laughs> but I'm gonna mess this story up I won't look it up but it's like um, a farmer goes through a drought and then it's like someone says oh yeah that sucks that's really terrible and then the farmer says we'll see and then, because of that drought, he has to pick up another profession, which is successful. Then he says, they're like, yeah, oh, that's going great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, we'll see. And you see where this is
0: going, right? Oh, okay. And just I sure you were like, talking about the farmer with the, uh, the water and the boat, um, and you only have one person in ring. It's like the wolf, the goat, and the hay. <laughs>
2: That's
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> anyways, a, that's a schema thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that puzzle. Anyways, um, like to I do have a question about that. So I thought the hard work versus luck thing. I thought it was because if you do the hard work, if you do as much hard work as possible, you're actually bringing luck to you. You're you're doing what you're making your luck. Is that is what I'm saying? That's why I was. I, that's when I was thinking you were saying that uh, it's mostly to the middle. I feel like it's a little bit. If you do more of the hard work on one end, the luck will come on the other end. Like, you're building your luck. That's that's what I'm... That's my thought process.
1: Right. I. It's kind of like if you... It has to be some combination where the hard work makes it so that you can oh yeah once like a lucky moment comes yeah and it's uh, so this is what happened this is what happened so i was reading this forum about it and it's just like someone's talking about oh like everything can be like pointed to luck and blah 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 and then one of the examples i got (laughs) what love said about was like he pointed out justin bieber and has this like idea that he's just a talentless person that got lucky and, like, he was just, like, luck, So, you know, like, Justin Bieber was discovered by, I think it's, like, yeah, yeah, singing, like, a neo song and someone clicked the wrong video and then it happened to be, like, Bieber <laughs> singing, like, so sick <laughs> or something. Um, and it's true, there's, like, luck there. But then, you know, he's this 11-year-old kid and he had to do work to make that video in the first place. And then he had to oh, presumably, right. like, show up at an office yeah, and yeah. sing for like execs or something. So it's like, um, so it's, it's, it seems it, like it's always it. a like blend that. is what I think. Oh, just. It, I th- I just think it's foolish when any of those like crazy, like business personalities say it's, Oh, it's all hard work. Like I got here because of hard work. Ah, like, well, I, okay. there's okay. probably some lucky moments. I like
0: that. Jay, what about you, man? What do you think? Hard work versus luck? I don't know.
2: Uh, I just, I just think that, uh, there, there, there is hard work that needs to be applied for, for, for success, but yeah, you make your own luck. You, you, you make your own chances for success. Uh, and I'm thinking, uh, have you, I, I, I've had this guy up before, uh, Joe Wicks lean in 15. Yeah. So like I, I used to follow him. I loved his product. Like every, every single day, he, 50 second video on Instagram, how to create meals I guy's like, this guy's guy hilarious, man. I love him, but he only had like 500 followers he, and he was putting the work every single day for like, at that point I was only following him for like three months. And one person, I, I won't say it word, one person gave him a chance and it was just this random soccer player. He just regrammed him. And now you fast forward two years, he's got like 10 million followers. He's got books, he's got a TV show and he's got a gym. Uh I don't think that's necessarily maybe more on the lucky side, but he's definitely put in put in the work uh to get where he is at now. Right. So uh yeah, there there there's there's a definite element of uh like goal Wall I was saying you, you gotta put in your your work to create your luck. So I, I do definitely agree with that.
1: Right. So yeah, the the forum topic was about like engineering your luck and it was it it's a thing like you can make, you can get more, you can create, create your luck and you can get more lotto tickets basically. So, mm. and there's going to be moments of luck. Um, that's why I, I think it just, uh, when, when people say like, oh, it's, it's only hard work. Like I didn't get lucky. It was my hard work that got me here is what um, I dislike when, it, when I see that. And that's why you got to. You got, Oh, I see what you're saying. Because that's I, what I yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's, there's some stuff that, that I, I don't like, agree with. For example, um, like one of the things he was saying is that, um, he said for, I think a year, all his Saturdays went straight to work and he didn't hang out with his friends or he didn't go clubbing for that year. And I was like, there's gotta be a time you just chilled. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. Maybe a, it just, it psyched me out that he was obsessed with hard work. That's the that's the one thing I did not – I'm not uh, – I understand that it is good to be having that kind of mindset, but the obsession could – I felt like that was also kind of negative. Like you just – you permit yourself to do what you want. I don't know.
1: Right. I, I think a good approach is to – do the hard work and like not compare yourself to people that are super 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 successful. Yeah, that uh, are, like, okay. You, you yeah, know, that's like, true.
0: It's just the billionaires. Like, it's just that the fact that they would do that. It's like um, there's. It's I. I always get if if I think about doing that, I always think there's that chance of burnout or or just getting exhausted, and that's where I I don't think that's possible. <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
1: right. Cool. The book, yeah. <laughs> um, so
2: I guess we'll go back to uh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Oh, go wait, wait, wait. Uh, going back to a uh, story can change <laughs> behavior. Urban legends, yeah, yeah. All work and no play mix. So and so a dull boy. So, <laughs> no, I th- so wh- why do you remember that? This we got. I remember because it's like it's because I I remember there's like a picture that's associated with it. And it's just like this sad looking boy just doing work like a black and white picture. I'm like, like, I do not want to live that life where I just grind and work all day. You know, there has to be some sort of balance between work and play uh so that's that that was my my takeaway as like a five-year-old child i'm like do not want to live that lifestyle at all
1: right so just like bringing it back to this book just breaking that down so you said that there was like an image that you have in your head of just like who the dull boy is but then also that saying rhymes (laughs) it can be as simple as that is like so it it (laughs) talks about like Um, that's one aspect of it is like this quick saying that's easy to remember. That's something that you can spread to other people. But then also that image is very specific. So this book talks about like specific, like being specific to send a message out to people where, uh, one example in there is how do we get, uh, introduce a problem? So how do we get kids to stop smoking as much? We can have an authority figure tell them to stop smoking, but...
2: Or we can have an image. Right. Um, yeah, I know exactly. 100 percent sure you guys remember it. It's an older woman at yeah. a uh, <laughs> it's oh, an older God. woman at a retirement home and she's smoking out of the hole in her throat <laughs> with the with the herb with this wheel so so it's it's audible it's visual and it, dude, it, it's it a creates a complete
0: scare tactic it a yeah. feeling, oh. a neg-
2: for me it was a negative feeling i was like i never want that man right so
0: it is it
1: that's <laughs> actually the exact example in the book about that like yeah it is um <laughs> that's it's crazy so that's the way to go versus like threatening like these kids that are smoking are you know they're badasses so they're not scared of like uh, you know they they won't listen to a authority figures so like you have to take that approach and it was very effective and it talks about that like she wasn't an authority so why was she able to r- connect with the kids better and it's like it's an anti-authority fi- not not anti-authority in the sense that of like oh we hate authorities but anti-authority is an, not an authority like so that's one way that you can connect with people. And it's kind of like what we talked about with the brand. Yes. that's like just... We can't be authorities on <laughs> these topics. We don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> we, but we could try to be, try to be friends. <laughs> and it's the thing. I, I think the example in the book is, um, why would we care uh, that Michael dude, Jordan don't... eats McDonald's? No. <laughs> yeah. We—he's not an authority on like fast food, or we just—we <laughs> care about things for it. We connect with things.
0: Isn't there like a saying for him? Um, be like Mike or something like that. Uh... Oh man! He, right. I think like that's his video it. Video games. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I wish for his shoes, man. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, that... <laughs> Never came. <sighs>
1: Crazy. Cool. Um, So I guess takeaways are that stories are very powerful and if you want to make ideas stick, just like Jason said, have an image and make it rhyme if possible.
0: (laughs) Um, We had... Cool. Yeah, yeah, I was just to say there's credibility. Uh, any what you were just bar, saying is the um, having. It wasn't like with that lady with the smoking thing. That was also very good. That was actual imagery. Uh, you said anti-authority, so I, I I think I understand what you're saying. It wasn't like an actual like uh, like rebel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's just someone that could level with us. It's an older lady that that used to smoke for years and years and years. And this is the outcome. So it's those kids, those kids that are going to that path. So they're showing what's at the end of the path. Um, So yeah, there's credibility and all that stuff. There's, there's detail. It's that's, that's just, I understand that. And the stories, the challenge, the plots, the creativity. I'll, that's one of the things is that I love about that. We could connect with people is what we're saying. How we could say stuff or the challenge, what we're challenge, like what we're doing right now, complete challenge, yeah,
1: right, <laughs> yeah. So Jason <laughs> added some notes, and I just saw <laughs> War, and that just reminds me of like stories from kids growing up or like, st- stories from growing up that we believed. And this just go check out our episode. <laughs> Uh, about I think it's titled uh when did you learn wrestling was fake or so it's one of those uh, but it just reminds me of that story of Lex Luger where pe- I remember hearing from other kids that his elbow was bionic or you know, <laughs> so, and i I think it was like part of the plot in, and that he would knock people oh, out man. with his metal elbow but I mean, it took me a while. Like, that was one of those things when I learned wrestling was real. I looked back and I was just like, oh, is that not true? And I, it's like, yeah, he got surgery, <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's not plowing everywhere. Great,
0: man. Jay, you have car. any final thoughts on this? Sweet. All right, man. Well, it was a great episode, no, sess. I think
2: we covered it all. We'll find you,
0: dude.
1: active recall on twitter there's links out to other things there oh just go to active recall co still working on the youtube channel hit subscribe <laughs> <laughs> take these three or four steps so that you can subscribe to my youtube channel because i, I need to get to 100 <laughs> subscribers before i can get the I'm right good, url <laughs> or a custom url
0: you can find me at walter a media and where can we find you all right guys it's been great it's been Excellent episode today. Uh, you guys, remember, if you guys like us, subscribe, write a review, comment, email us at active recall podcast at gmail.com. You guys, have a good one. Great week as always. You guys, take it easy. All right. And...
1: Awesome. You take it easy too. <laughs> cut, and later. Later. And... and cut. And...